Do you have zero tolerance for the bullshit? Good. My next question is, what for you is the bullshit? Sweet baby, welcome to Love Life Skills for Leaders, where we heal the past, love ourselves unconditionally, and start our love lives over from a clean slate every damn day. I'm Candace Harper, Love Coach, and my mission is to help professional women of color and culture magnetize healthy partners and create a love life that loves us back. We all deserve joyful relationships. I have one, and I want you to have yours too. This is a mature conversation for powerful people who want to have their best love life possible, whether single or coupled. I'm going to share with you the practical steps for getting aligned with your core values and becoming an energetic space for all that you desire. Share this show with your friends and write a review. Don't you keep it a secret. We all need good love. Also, make sure to subscribe wherever you are watching or listening. All right, it's time to get started. Welcome, welcome, welcome to another week, my sweet loves. This week, we're talking about zero tolerance for the bullshit. And what I really want to talk about is the the balance between tolerance and acceptance, because I think a lot of us out here are like zero tolerance for the bullshit. You know, just no nonsense. Very Jennifer Lewis with ours. Very Niecy Nash, just giving, giving auntie, giving fabulousness, giving young auntie, just zero tolerance, setting the boundaries, not dealing with any of it. And many of us are in that mind state and also lonely, also wanting to be in a relationship. And yes, I know the trend right now is I'm so happy being single and I don't need a relationship. I'm doing wonderfully. And that that is absolutely beautiful. There's nothing wrong with that. I am not trying to disparage anybody who's in that place. But today I want to talk about, particularly once you've already established that you are in a relationship with someone Finding that balance between tolerance and acceptance and understanding what it really means to have zero tolerance for the bullshit, but to have it in a way that actually sustains a relationship, to have it in a way that works for a relationship, because the instinct to have zero tolerance for the bullshit is a good instinct. The the uh, inclination to have zero tolerance for the bullshit is a good inclination because you do want to be able to have boundaries. You do want to understand how you can align with another person. It's not about just letting someone just run roughshod into your life and end up in a relationship where you feel used and abused and discarded. Absolutely not. We are not for that. We are not about that. However, sometimes when we don't understand the distinction, zero tolerance for the bullshit means alone. Zero tolerance for the bullshit means I never learn how to relate. I never learn how to partner. I am just completely cut off. I refuse to be vulnerable. I refuse to um, open myself up. I'm more in the act of fearing what could go wrong and what could happen and protecting myself from it than I am in the act of loving and opening myself up to all the great possibilities, all the positivities of actually connecting with someone. So let's talk about it. Let's talk about the distinction between acceptance and tolerance when you're in a relationship. Now, the reason I keep making that clear that I'm talking about in a relationship is because in the dating phase, it's different how you approach acceptance and tolerance. Once you're in a relationship, there are certain things that are already in place. And I do want to get into, you know, what we're defining as the bullshit, right? So what you define as the bullshit in your dating phase is very different than what you define as the bullshit in an inner relationship, 
Although, if you have zero tolerance for the bullshit in a dating phase and you know how to make that distinction, your likelihood of getting into a relationship and having to really toggle back and forth with that in a big way, it's much less, right? But it never goes away. As long as you are in relationship with people, whether it's romantic relationships or not, you're going to have to find that balance between acceptance and tolerance and understanding what the difference is between the two. So... The distinction between acceptance and tolerance. Acceptance, I talk about unconditional love. A lot of people don't believe it's something that exists. Acceptance means 100% I accept what I know to be true. I accept it. Do I love it? Do I want it? Do I desire it? Do I wish it were that way? Not always. Sometimes I hate it. Sometimes I don't want it to be that way. Sometimes I wish it wasn't that way. But when I'm willing to accept it, That means I'm no longer in resistance of it. That means that I'm no longer growing it. I accept it. I accept that we don't always do the same things the same way. We don't always walk the same path. Where we are on our journeys can be very vastly different. I accept it. I'm in full acceptance of it. Now, tolerance is a completely different thing. So I can accept something about you. I can accept it and know that that's the case. That doesn't mean I have to tolerate it. That doesn't mean that I have to be down for it if it doesn't align with me, if it doesn't work for me, if it puts me up against my core values and has me all out of myself in a negative way. I do not have to tolerate what I'm willing to accept. And as a matter of fact, if I want to get more powerful around not tolerating something, the best thing to do is accept that is that it is the case. So before I get too esoteric and too complicated, Firstly, let's define the bullshit, right? So if I'm in the, in the midst of trying to figure out whether I accept this or tolerate it, how do I identify what are things that I can accept and what are things that I, I can tolerate or what, what are things that I should not tolerate? What are things that I can accept and not tolerate? So the way I define the bullshit is anything that I truly do not like about you that would require you to make a colossal change that goes against my core values, that goes against who I know myself to be. And if it would require you to make a colossal change, that is the bullshit. And for some people, some people's bullshit is not bullshit. But if for you, that person is not in alignment with you and it would require for them to make a colossal change in themselves in order to get in alignment with you, then that is the bullshit that you want to have zero tolerance for. 100% acceptance, zero tolerance. So what are some of those kinds of things? Number one, addiction. If you are dealing with someone with an addiction, you have to have 100% acceptance that they have that addiction. 100% unconditionality that they have that addiction. If you know you already love them, you can still love them. You can still know that there's someone that you care for, that you care about. And then you also have to understand what is the appropriate amount of tolerance when you're dealing with someone who's in in an addiction, right? When someone is addicted and actively in their addiction, they cannot be in a uh, relationship with you that will feel fulfilling and connected. They don't have it. They're not in a relationship with themselves. The reason that they are in addiction is because they are in addiction is a disease of escape. They are in a place of not wanting to face reality, to be connected to reality, to be connected what is real. 
to be connected with themselves. If they cannot connect with themselves, they certainly cannot connect with you. Does it make them a bad person? Absolutely not. It makes them a person who has a, a sickness, an emotional challenge, a disease, right? And of course, if you love them, you want to stick by them in the best possible way that you can and recognize that loving them and accepting them does not mean tolerating the behaviors and the unworkability that comes from their addiction. Now, I could do a whole show about that and we could really deep dive into it and maybe one day we will. But if you are in a place where you're wondering if you are tolerating things in an addictive person and you have that question, seek the support that you need. There's programs like Al-Anon. There's you know, all sorts of resources to find out if that is what is going on. And if you feel like you know someone is abusing a substance, you know that they are acting out in a behavior, that it's unworkable behavior, and you're feeling like it might be an addiction, do your research. Find out for sure and um, be honest with yourself about what you're tolerating. Be willing to accept the possibility that someone you love very much might be addicted. It's okay to accept it. It's not okay to tolerate it if it is causing in your life dysfunction, codependency, triggering your own addictions, making you sick as well. It is not okay to tolerate what also makes you sick. You don't have to do that. So do that research. And one day I'll do a full show about it. And number two, abuse. Sounds obvious, physical or verbal. You can accept and you can love someone who is abusive. 100%. I've done it myself. Doesn't mean you have to tolerate it. And I know for some of you, they're like, yeah, yeah, I know. But it's surprising how many people we get into a relationship and, you know, abusive things start to happen. And it's really hard to tell yourself, I will not tolerate this and actually stand in your word about it. Because sometimes not tolerating means putting myself in financial peril It means uh, leaving that person. It means having to deal with what I'm going to do with my kids. It means, you know, what am I going to do about the family? It means a lot of things, right? But until I come to an acceptance that what I'm dealing with is an unsafe and abusive situation or uh, a situation that is, is going to cause me detriment if I'm with a verbal abuser, until I can accept that, I can't get to a place where I understand what is not tolerable or what is tolerable about the situation. If I'm in denial about it, I'm tolerating everything, right? And we all know, we know what can come from that kind of dysfunction in a family, in a couplehood, in a partnership, and what it can do to children. So that's the bullshit to be zero tolerance about, right? 100% acceptance, zero tolerance, I cannot be with, that crosses my boundary. Whatever I need to do in order to not be in that situation, I have to know that if I accept that this is what's going on, I can also say to myself, I have no tolerance for this. I do not have to endure it. Number three, a lack of integrity. You can 100% accept that someone does not have a good relationship with their word. Now, let me be real distinct on this one because sometimes we think that that's just about showing up when they say they're going to show up, being on time, things like that. And those are. But there's also other things like behaviors. So just because someone says that they're doing something doesn't mean that they're doing it. Oftentimes we all do that. We all have something where we're like, you know, oh, well, you know, I work out and I I eat healthy. Why am I not losing weight? Well, do you really? If you worked out one time three weeks ago and you ate a salad 
you know, a week after that, but normally what you do is something else. You can say that you're doing something, but if you're not doing it, the results will show. So oftentimes we get in relationships with people and it's like, you know, I'm doing the best I can. I'm as honest as I can be. I'm communicating. I'm doing, you know, all the things you tell us to do, Coach Candace. I'm doing it. When meanwhile, I'm doing it maybe to a certain extent, but my results are that things are not working out, that I can't, you know, get this person to uh, communicate with me and I can't communicate with this person and, you know, we're having all kinds of problems and things like that. That's what the results are showing, right? So that lack of integrity is zero tolerance because if someone can't be what they say they are, that speaks volumes about where they are in their life. Sometimes about their moral character, sometimes just about their their personal character, but more than anything, where they are and what their results are going to be. So if you're dealing with someone, you're in a relationship with someone who's always talking about what they want to achieve and what they plan to achieve, but they're making absolutely no strides towards it, you don't see them in action around it, and they're not actually taking the steps to learn how to do whatever it is they're saying that they're they're going to do, that's an issue with you know, something that they have to transform, shift in a colossal way. And if that's not what they're looking to do, if they're not working towards shifting that, that's something you can accept about them, that they're in a place of not knowing how to be in relationship with their word, but you don't have to tolerate it. And I know that can be hard because you can love somebody very much who can't get their life together. And if they can't get it together, it it is in your best interest to accept it and understand and be clear about what you're going to tolerate about it. Habitual and calculated dishonesty, right? I can accept that whatever's going on with you, you can't be truthful. You don't know how to be truthful. <laughs> and the more that I I find evidence that you cannot be truthful or, you know, run into things that, that, you know, my gut is telling me, I know that I'm not getting the truth, that, you know, I see you with other people being dishonest. And, you know, we all sometimes stretch the truth a little bit and it's, you know, never something that's workable in the long term. But sometimes we just do it just to save face or to get out of something, you know, get out of something that we don't want to do. If you're dealing with someone who is habitually dishonest and you catch them in lies and there's always something incongruent, that is something to accept about a person and then have zero tolerance for it. Right. And that doesn't mean you try to force them to be honest or you try to make them do anything differently than what they're doing. It's that I I let you know what my boundary is. I don't want to be in a relationship with someone who lies to me, period. And then I act in alignment with that. Right. I don't monitor you. I don't watch you. I don't try to make you trustworthy. I don't try to make you show me how trustworthy you can be. I go on about my business. I do what I need to do in order to get in alignment with myself. And I stand by my word. If I say I don't want to be with someone who lies to me, then I have to take the steps needed in order to show that I mean what I say. Otherwise, I'm the same as the habitual liar. I know it sounds so harsh. It sounds so moral. You're like, but Candace, sometimes I just, I say it and I mean it. I really do. But then I just love this person so much. And and I get it. I've been there. I know. But it's about being able to stand in what is important to you. 
stand in your core values and be true to that because the only way you'll be able to have a healthy sustainability with someone is if they see you as someone who is who they say they are and you want that same thing in the other person you want that same thing in someone that you're in a relationship with if you're not who you say you are meaning that you talk a lot of game about what's important to you and what you'd like to do and what you'd like to have but then you turn around and you compromise and you turn around and you bend the rules and you turn around and you do something different than what you say you're doing in a relationship, in your personal life, then that's how people will relate with you as someone who doesn't mean what they say. Very important if you want to have healthy, sustainable relationships is to be someone who means what they say. And if I say I have zero tolerance for cheating in a relationship, that means if you, I find out that you're cheating and I'm not looking for it, it's not a mistrust thing. It's not something I'm focusing on and trying to catch you in. But if that comes up in our relationship, that means we cannot be in relationship. Now, can you change your word at some point because circumstances change? Of course, but you always want to acknowledge that this is what my boundary is. I'm not down for this sort of thing. It's not going to be okay with me. We're not going to be able to continue on as we were if we can't make an agreement that this is how it's going to go and and stick to it, right? And this is not about being anybody's taskmaster because everybody has a choice in what they want to do. And you want to be really flat with that. I'm in acceptance that you get to choose who you want to be. Even if you're in relationship with me, you get to choose every day who you want to be. And I also get to say, but that's not going to work for me. And if it's not going to work for me, what do I need to do to move out of the space? That means move away. That means end the relationship. That means separate. I got to be a stand for things. And I got to stand for what are the most important things. And I can't let myself codependently just go back on my word because that's how you'll begin to relate with me. And that's how people end up in relationships where they end up getting used a lot, abused, cheated on, all those things that we fear when we're dating, that we try to avoid like the plague, thinking that we're going to be able to recognize it in somebody. No, it's be who you say you are. Be in your word. If you don't want to be dealing with those things, if you don't want to attract other people who are out of integrity with themselves. Financial sabotage. That's an, that's zero tolerance for the bullshit type stuff, right? Anybody who will sabotage you financially, sabotage your future, uh, you know, not be communicative with you, not be able to partner with you when it comes to finances, someone who doesn't care about your financial situation only as it pertains to them, any of those kinds of things, you can accept that about a person. In fact, I invite you to accept that about a person, especially if you're highly attracted to them. Except if they've shown you that they will sabotage you financially, accept that about them and then understand that there there can be zero tolerance for that. That's some of the bullshit you want to have zero tolerance for. Directionlessness. So at any given time, any given adult should be either looking for a direction if they don't have one, establishing a direction if they have one, but they haven't established it yet, or going in a direction because they've established it and they know what they want it to be. Anything else is directionlessness. It doesn't make a person a bad person if they don't know what direction they want to go in. They're in, you know, they're in some sort of exploration, but if they're not active, if they are not actively in some stage of finding their direction, 
If what they want to do is play video games all day, every day, and they're not not doing anything, they're not consistent about making any sort of shifts or transformation or growing or learning. I mean, they could be playing video games all, all day if they want to be a video game designer. Don't get me wrong. I'm not judging anybody. But if it's with a shiftlessness that has no point, that is zero tolerance bullshit. You can accept that about a person. And that person can be 6'5 and gorgeous and laying the pipe and doing all those things that you love otherwise. But until you accept about that person that they are directionless, you will be settling for the bullshit. You will be settling for it over and over again. And another one is religion or spirituality that is oppressive to you. Right. Obviously, if, you know, someone is practicing a religion or a spirituality that that, you know, finds its roots in oppression for you as a woman, as however you identify gender wise, whatever it is, that is bullshit to have zero tolerance for may not be bullshit to them. It may be very important to them. But if for if for you, it feels oppressive and it doesn't work, accept it about them and then have zero tolerance. Separate yourself set your boundaries. Don't try to change them. Don't try to make them do anything different. Take care of yourself around it. Go where you need to go in order to have zero tolerance for that bullshit. And so now here's where we find the balance. This is where we strike a balance, where we understand 100% acceptance and the things to develop an appropriate level of tolerance for. Let me explain something, especially to a lot of the women that I see like on TikTok, always complaining about what's wrong with men, what's wrong with dating, why they don't date, and all the reasons that they do. Oftentimes, they're much deeper reasons than people care to admit. You know, they've been through some heartbreak. They haven't healed it. They got some stuff around their father. Everybody's trying to heal that, you know, uh, relationship with their father, that trauma, that dysfunction, their relationship with their mother, that trauma, that dysfunction, whatever it is. People really identify it as exactly that. But, you know, there's a woman that I uh, see on TikTok sometimes and all she does is complain about, you know, men and stupidity and chores and, you know, all those like minutia life things. Right. So life is you get to choose your hard. Do you want the hard that comes from being completely single and avoiding love life altogether, even though love life is might be what you want? I'm not saying every single person does. But for those who do, or do you want your heart to be that no matter who you choose, there will be things that you have to tolerate. (laughs) There will be things that you have to endure. And these are the kinds of things that you can tolerate, that you can endure. Those not things that take you out of your core values as a human being. You know, like I mentioned, those aren't the things that you want to have zero, uh, that you want to have zero tolerance around. But things that simply require your relating and your partnership and communication, those are the things that you want to develop an appropriate level of tolerance for. You will not get into a relationship where everything is your way and you're 100% happy all the time and that person will be doing your bidding all the time. That's not going to happen. It doesn't exist. It's a fleeting thing. You do experience that sometimes in a relationship. But that is not what relationships are. And to have the expectation that whoever I get in a relationship with, they got to know all of these things. They got to do all of these things. They got to read my mind. They got to never make me mad. They got to, you know, we got to have, you know, such staunch similarities, which I found a lot when I was a matchmaker because people pay so much money for matchmaking. They have all of these parameters 
and these requirements that they are very steadfast on. And most of them really have nothing to do with actually having a compatible relationship. It's just based on what people have experienced in the past. So so they assume that that's going to make these things, you know, uh, make this person good for them make this person great for them so you know some of the things that you want to have again 100 percent acceptance because we're talking about unconditionality we're talking about unconditional love but an appropriate level of tolerance around things like differences in your cleaning you know uh house cleaning and domestic care how you take care of the house my partner and i we have differences in how we do it i don't love the way he does it but i love that he does it Right. So I can have a tolerance for the way he does it is slightly different than the way that I do it. We can talk about it. We can tease each other about it and we can be upfront and open about it and figure out compromises because we are upfront and open about it. We do communicate about it. Sometimes, you know, we might just get triggered and complain or tease each other or say something that's like out of pocket just to like uh, jab at each other because it's different than how each other would do it. But you tolerate that stuff. For the love of the partnership, because that is part of partnership. It's part of relating. How do we come together and have this work? Doesn't matter whether it's a romantic relationship or not. That's what relationships are about. Relay, relating, differences, coming together, working it out, working it out together. There is no, you know, perfect, we've come together and we do everything in unison. We do everything in sync and everything goes good all the time. It doesn't exist. And I know that cognitively, most of us understand that, but I find so many of us out here understanding it doesn't exist, but having a very high expectation around it and not understanding the cognitive dissonance that comes from expecting people that you're dating, that you're meeting to evolve into this perfect relationship where they're doing all the things you want them to do, where you'll never have to tolerate anything. It just doesn't, it doesn't exist. (laughs) I don't know a single, and maybe it's just me. I don't know a single relationship I've had or a single relationship that I've talked to with other people, clients, you know, people I've studied with included where I've never met anyone who said, I have a relationship with this person and we've never, ever, ever had a single conflict. And if you have, what a boring ass relationship. I mean, who's looking for that? Well, you never have a difference. You never see it differently. There's never a conflict. You never do it in any opposite way. You never lose your temper. You never um, have emotions and feelings that you're not expecting. That's not what you want. You know, even though we act like it's it's supposed to be that we we act like we complain about relationships. We talk about relationships as if we're supposed to have this perfect thing where these things don't exist, where problems don't exist, where we don't come up against differences. Geography. If you have a distance between you, that is something you want to develop an appropriate level of tolerance. If you love this person, you've accepted this person, you accept that maybe because of jobs, whatever reasons, you have some distance between you. You want to develop a level of tolerance if it's, this person is worth it to you. If they're not, a lot of times people use things like geography as an excuse, right? But if they are worth it to you, you love this person, you want to develop an appropriate level of tolerance and see what kinds of things you can work out. Hobbies and activities. You know, sometimes like, you know, my partner now in his last relationship, he had uh, his ex-wife didn't tolerate that he was a musician. She didn't like it. She didn't like the life. You know, whatever. She probably had her reasons. I don't know. I don't care. That's not the point. 
Just as an example, a lot of times we get in these relationships where we don't even want our partner to be in their passions and in their hobbies and their activities. And it's actually very important when you're in a partnership that everybody get to do the things that they love to do so that they can maintain that self-health, that self-care, so they can be 100% in the relationship as well and feeling good about themselves. So even if you don't like a person's hobby, there you know there are extra activities that are outside of of you know what you do together even if you don't like them and for whatever reason you're not liking them some people don't like them because they're dealing with a person they can't trust and you know there might be other people out there they're sleeping with you know whatever that's a, a real thing but even if you feel like oh it takes you too far away from the family you're too obsessed about it i have all kinds of feelings about it there, you can develop an appropriate level of tolerance and you can communicate. You can use it as an opportunity to relate with one another, to get to understand each other better and to be able to develop a um, a partnership around you know each of you getting to do things that you love and care for yourselves. Pet preferences, things like, you know, well, I'm a cat person, I'm a dog person. I see people, you know, yes, lifestyle is important when you're trying to figure out compatibility in the beginning. And obviously, if someone has an allergy or a real issue or whatever, like you don't want to compromise your health. But, they, you know, people get in these relationships and they, they feel like they shouldn't even have to tolerate a difference in choices. I remember with my abusive ex, you know, I used to talk about what kind of dog we might get. And, you know, he was very insistent on the kind of dog we needed to get. And my idea was that let's just find one, rescue it, whoever loves us you know, whatever, we do it that way. And his thing was, well, you know, it's got to be a schnauzer. And, you know, it's like... Those kinds of things are just uh, screens for what's really going on. That inability to relate, communicate, be vulnerable. That inability to give a little, be flexible, to actually make a partnership work. Someone's fashion choices. Oftentimes we don't like the way our partner dresses. Give them a hard time. So, you know, if you're in a relationship with someone, you're communicating, relating with someone, you can have a very high influence on their fashion choices, how they choose to look, you know, all of that stuff. But it takes a loving, accepting way of being. That's why that 100% acceptance is always so important. I have to be willing to be very loving and accepting about who you are, what you want, and understanding about the choices that you make before I can help you shift them or even let you know that how I see it or how I feel about it or how I perceive it, it is not what, what you think or what you might hope for me to, right? If I don't like an outfit that you're wearing... For me to uh, try to change you and chastise you and make you feel bad about it. Sometimes that works on a person, but that's not the healthiest way to sustain with someone. If I don't like something that you're doing w around your appearance. I got to be willing to be understanding and accepting that you do like it. Right. And and understanding and accepting that you're making that choice because whatever reason you feel is a good reason and loving around it. I love that you, you know, think that bow tie looks really cute on you. That plaid bow tie is great on you. I love that you feel that way. I look at it and I think it's a little, it's a little clowny. I don't feel very sexually attracted to it. I don't necessarily like that look on you. And let that person make a choice. <laughs> and I can almost guarantee you that if they love you, and I'm not saying hold them to this as a litmus, they probably will will make the choice that you prefer. I don't believe in manipulating anyone. I believe in honesty. I believe in being upfront. But 
but also being willing to be loving and accepting, right? Loving and accepting and developing an appropriate level of tolerance. Because if they choose to still wear that bow tie, it doesn't mean they don't love you. And if you love them, it means being able to tolerate that someone has a preference that you don't necessarily jive with, but it's not as valuable as all the core value things that they do align with with you. Uh, sometimes with uh, healthcare and body maintenance. So you can be with someone in a relationship with someone. And we're not talking about like those early things. This is why I'm saying in a relationship as opposed to dating. Like when it comes to like oral hygiene, hopefully by the time you're in a relationship, you, you have a compatible level of oral hygiene. You have a compatible level of, you know, whether this person takes care of themselves and exercises. But sometimes life shifts around and people start doing things differently. Right. And differently for different reasons. And sometimes that can really drive a wedge because if it makes you less sexually attracted. It makes you not want to physically engage with that person for whatever reason. Those things can happen. But this is where you want to have 100 percent acceptance and develop a, an appropriate level of tolerance, because those are the kinds of things that are habitual and require time to change, time to shift. And, you know, sometimes for some reasons, people can't shift and change things. And if they can't change and shift things or, you know, if it's going to take time, you know, you want to really weigh out, like, are these things deal breakers as, you know, when compared to what the core value things are, things that really make this important, this person important to me? Am I willing to throw the baby out with the bathwater? Like if my, my partner doesn't have the same level of oral hygiene which I'm big on. The reason I use that example is because I'm really big on oral hygiene. I want my person to forever be using his tongue scraper. I want him, you know, to be be uh, committed to his oral hygiene. But if God forbid something happened and it's not as good as it used to be or, you know, whatever, I would have to develop a healthy level of tolerance around it. Accept it, 100% acceptance that that's what's going on and a level of tolerance so that I can lovingly either help him shift it or, um, you know, just just uh, be in a place of understanding that there are things that are more important than having that, right? And that's a big one for me. But I also know that there's a core value alignment, you know, like family and, you know, uh, financial acumen and uh, affection and lovingness and, you know, just so many things that are bigger than that, much more important than that. <clears throat> so if that shift were needed to be made, and it wasn't being made or, you know, it took a long time to make it for whatever reason, that's where I'd have to develop my tolerance for it, right? Sexual differences, things shift around. You've been in a relationship for a little while. Um, you know, how you show up in the bedroom. Sometimes things get stale. Sometimes you're doing the same thing over and over again and it becomes unworkable or you're not doing things or, you know, whatever. That is definitely a place where you want to have 100% acceptance with whatever's going on with that person, and an appropriate level of tolerance. Find your tolerance. The reason I keep saying an appropriate level is because obviously different things require a different level of tolerance, right? They're not deal breakers. You, you don't have to be uh, zero tolerance for it. So there's things that you can do. There's support that you can get. You can, you can communicate about it. They're op these are opportunities to relate with each other, to partner, to grow together. Money organization decisions. So opportunities to grow together. If we're not talking about someone who is uh, financially sabotaging you, that's a zero tolerance. But someone who maybe organizes money differently, 
somebody who makes different choices. You know, you can come together. I was, I've was i been watching this really great show on Netflix. Uh, Ramit Sethi wrote a book, I Will Teach You to Be Rich, and he works with couples around money. And it's amazing how powerful money can be in a relationship. You know, we know that that's one of the things that people fight about most and ends relationships the most. When you watch this show, you get to realize that it's actually one of those things that can be the most intimacy-causing, connection-causing points of a relationship. It's our differences, that willingness to relate and come together and connect on it and talk about it, that actually is an opportunity to grow a relationship. As long as you know you're two people who have the same intention, the same goals, the same values around it, doesn't mean that you won't do it differently and have to come to some sort of consensus, some sort of agreement about it. So the most important thing I want you to walk away with with this conversation is this distinction between acceptance and tolerance, right? The reason I talk about unconditional love and being unconditional is because that requires 100% acceptance. It does not require 100% tolerance. And it's okay to have zero tolerance for the bullshit, but clearly define what the bullshit is. Understand what the bullshit is because otherwise you will be someone who is constantly zero tolerance for all kinds of things that ultimately do not matter. And you'll get to a point in your life where you have a lot of regret because you've pushed a lot of people away based on things that ultimately did not matter. And it's not worth it. It's not worth that. If you want to have a sustainable relationship, if you want to develop relationships with people, you do want to have a level of understanding where tolerance is appropriate. And be 100% accepted. And that's it. So I want you to walk away with. To love unconditionally is to be 100% accepting, but it does not mean 100% tolerating. So it is important to know that you can love someone and need to walk away from them at the same time. In fact, it's through acceptance and unconditionality that we get to make our best possible choices with that. The other thing is, in order to develop a long-term sustainable partnership, there will be things that you must tolerate. Funny thing, in order to be single and on your own, there are also things you must tolerate. When you are clear about what your personal boundaries need to be, when you are caring for yourself, you are free to put aside differences and relate or release that which does not serve you or the health of the relationship. You're free to use it as opportunities to grow together. So stop thinking that you have to be zero tolerance about everything you don't like. Doesn't work if you don't want to be a lonely, alone person. And that's it, my sweethearts. That's it for this week's topic. I do want to make an announcement. I'm starting a free online dating support lunch starting Friday, April 28th. I will be facilitating a weekly digital lunchtime call. And here's who's invited. Number one, if you are a professional woman of color, BIPOC plus woman, (laughs) woman of culture who wants a committed relationship and you're on the dating apps, you are invited. So currently using the dating apps to date, any apps doesn't matter. If you hate online dating and you're ready to delete those apps, but you really want them to be fruitful because you've either invested money in them or you've been doing them for a long time. You're doing everything you can to make it as good as possible. Maybe you're just starting on the apps. Maybe you're just trying to learn how to navigate it, but you really want your dating life to be fruitful based on using these apps. You're needing to find accountability and support for your dating experience around, you know, using the dating apps. You want a safe place to get your feelings off your chest. You're looking for a way to make dating online fruitful. So every Friday, if you want to do it, 
email me, Candace at CandaceHarperLoveCoach.com. Or if you're not already on the newsletter, go to CandaceHarperLoveCoach.com and sign up for the newsletter. I'll maybe put a sign up for this as well on the on the website. CandaceHarperLoveCoach.com. Sign up. Be on the newsletter. I'll make sure the information, the link you have to click is in the newsletter each week. Every Sunday it goes out at 7.15 in the morning. And that's it, my sweetheart. I love you so much. Until next time, keep being unapologetically lovable. And please, by all means, give yourself grace. Bye now. Mwah, mwah, mwah.